another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante here with my fam in the building, KT. Literally in the building. Literally in the building, <laughs> KT is here. I got to give the round of applause. All that good stuff because this has been, honestly, okay, we can turn it off. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's been, it's been a long time coming. And, you know, while I am very, very grateful for technology, it's like, this is what I want. This, for this, for everybody. So we appreciate y'all. Now, we are actually located in my hometown of Shelby, North Carolina. I am literally in my mom's basement. So, yeah, very, very um, I don't want to say loser vibes because considering what her basement looks like, yeah, I think I'm doing pretty good. But, KT, yes. how you doing, girl? I'm good. You know? I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to be here. And uh, <laughs> so, um... I'm just excited. I'm just excited. So uh, to not bore you with my excitement, we we got some things that we want to talk some stuff about. Um, and depending on what we're talking about, we have been informed there may be a guest appearance or two or three that may hop on in line. And um, we're just going to let them do it. So we have a third mic. We even have a fourth mic if they want to hop into it. Um, for those who aren't here at the moment, Shout out to uh, Nasu Nuru. Congratulations on your 100th episode that you put out. Y'all go check that out on all streaming platforms. I'm just excited. I'm just excited. So, I don't know where to start. Where do we start? Let's start with... Hmm, where do we start? Where do we start? Um, it's well, a lot going on. There is a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world that uh, we just haven't laughed at yet. And so let's just laugh at some things. So the first thing that, that came across my timeline that I can remember, and I'm like, oh, 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 how the mighty have fallen, how the one-hit wonders need every single solitary cent. Mm -hmm. And um, right now, as we speak right now, rapper Young Jock is begging the internet to help him get some money back. Because what happened was he sent $1,800 via Zelle to somebody on accident. And and um, he won his $1,800 back. And so my That's question is, okay. if you have this particular app and you got a random $1,800 payment to you, and then they start hitting you up like, hey, I didn't mean to send this to you. Can you send this back, please? How big is your heart? Would you give this 1800 back? And you realize this is young jock because he says, hey, this is young jock. I sent you $1,800 by mistake. Send it back, please. I would send it back. You will send it back? I would send it back. If it's not, I mean, it's not technically my money. He was trying to send it to somebody else. Uh -huh. Got sent to me instead. I would send it back. You would send it back? Yeah, I would send it back. Well, I would have to say you're a better person than me. <laughs> <laughs> because if I was sent $1,800 and it was young Jock, yeah, I'll just block the number. Um, <laughs> I'll just block the number. It is like, oh, thank you for the blessing. God did. And then I'm just going <laughs> to. All right, Khaled. Yep. DJ Khaled. God did. Look at God. Should have bought a Hyundai. And then I'm going to go ahead and do what I need to do especially like if you all over social media you know because in these days it's all about the clout so I'm like okay 
I know you want your $1,800 back, which is a little telling, depending, you know, this is young Jock. Mm. You know, you talked about all the cars and the jewels and all that type of stuff you had. Perpetrate. And either either yeah. you had it and you were stupid and lost it. Uh-huh. Or you never really had it in Or the you first never place. really had it in the first place. So I'm like, this is $1,800 to you should feel like $18 to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and $1,800 feels a lot to me. I feel it. Yes. And so. I can pay some bills with that. I can pay some bills with the $1,800. Now, I, I can't really fill up my gas tank because gas is crazy. But I can I can get to work and back for a week off of $18. Until I can get some money. So I get 1800 1800 $1,800? Do you know how much money? I, do you know how much I can get with $1,800? I'm sorry, young job. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. It's mine. Okay. All right. So listen, I will. Going uh, to buy groceries. Exactly. Man, I can buy some groceries. Groceries are hella expensive now. Exactly. Because for me, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to buy groceries. I'm not going to pay bills. I'm buying another one of them cameras. <laughs> I'm, buying, I'm buying another one of them right there mm-hmm. with every single solitary cent. I'm going to mm-hmm. say, good evening, young jock. <laughs> I appreciate the donation to Dante Needs a New Camera Foundation. <laughs> Sincerely, Dante. P.S. It's going down. I'm, 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 I'm going to do the motorcycle dance. I'm going to send him a TikTok and everything. It's going down. Thank you, young Jot. I appreciate you. Um, we appreciate your support. Yeah. You had to talk my credo. At the Talk My Credo podcast, we appreciate your generous donation. I'm going to put it out like that, too. Mm-hmm. Young Jock has donated to the Talk My Credo podcast. You can donate, too. Here's the link to do it below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? See, it won't go in vain. I'm, I'm not going to go to the club and spend it on a stripper or something. You know? I'm, I'm going to buy another camera. Mm. And it looks so good. And it looks so good. So, all right, all right. Of course, you know, I am surrounded by people with better morals than me. So they will make me send this money back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so. Send the money back. For those who can hear right now, my mother is in the background. Mama's in the building. Mama's in the building. And uh, whenever she decides, when there's something where she wants to speak her mind, this microphone that you may not be able to see this microphone be able to see um she'll hop on in to say what she needs to say but until then what's up my mom is in the building and um hello how are you see there we go so you, you may remember because you have made quite a few appearances on the podcast where we're doing a podcast you will call in because you want to speak to the grands and stuff like that so um yes yes with that so Mom will make me send it back. My wife will make you send it back. KT will make me send it back. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. So I'll send back sixteen hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send six. I mean, you know, exactly. Yeah. It gotta be some sort of tax involved, like convenience tax. So, you know, I'll send you back eight. Like, does it cost? A little bit to send Exa- that much. Exactly. You know? Isn't there so, a... So, you know, there's a little fee, isn't there? I think there's so a fee. I, I think I need to yep. keep a little bit to cover, to cover the, the fee. fee. Yeah, to cover the fee to send back the money to you. Right. I think that fee is like $900, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a $900 fee to send that much money. So, I, I'll send it back to you, young jock. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, listen, I've talked about this before. And, um, of course I haven't done it yet because, you know, I was, I was kind of blowing smoke when I talked about, you know what? I'm getting rid of my Netflix account. 
And the reason why is like, okay, we're going to introduce ads to Netflix. And I um, hate ads. She asked my wife. My wife is around here somewhere as well. Uh, whenever she decides to not be shy, she, she may she may make an appearance. But um, she says, you know, when we're watching TV, we're watching Hulu, watching things because we, we, we do the basic things of a lot of the accounts that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's up with me. I'll do the premium solely because I hate commercials. I hate ads. I go on YouTube. I hate on YouTube. I hate watching ads, period. Like these are supposed to be the the utilities and things I'm supposed to use that I don't have to worry about commercials. You know, that was how it was presented to me. So no, I don't like commercials. So I'm going to use this. So I don't, but somehow or another commercials have creeped in. And I understand now that I'm in YouTube and podcasting, cause that's how a lot of us get paid. So, you know, you can still hit me up. I won't watch them or listen to them, but Hey, you can <laughs> support us. And uh, <laughs> so you can support us, but at the same time, so Netflix is like, okay, we're going to introduce a basic plan. Because you know they've been going up in price for the last, like, what, four, five, six years? Like, every year they've gone up in price. It started out, like, what, $8.99, and now it was, like, $23, oh, $24. Wow. And um, so, yeah, we're going to start back with a $6.99 plan that we originally created. But it's going to be with ads. And the video quality is not going to be very good. It's going to be like seven twenty something like that. That's like mm-hmm. YouTube on the phone mm-hmm. thing. So, is that a plan? Is it time to give up Netflix, or is it? Is it do, do you want to give them a chance, or because we talked about all the alternatives they have right now, and I'm just thinking there's too much competition to provide something like that. Do you think Netflix is on the outs? I think they're in trouble. You have to think about it. I think they're in trouble. Mm, you know, um, a lot of people might rethink it. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't pay for Netflix, so no. Yeah, because she she got it like that. She is she knows the mayor of Asigana. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the, first of all, it was Kumasi okay. Ghana. Kumasi Ghana. She is cool and with the I mayor. I don't know if he was. He is still the mayor. I have no idea. This was back in '99. Well, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still the mayor because you know I'm pretty sure it's not a democracy over in Kumasi, Ghana. It's like I am the mayor. I am the mayor for life, and he that's it. He's the mayor for life. Yep. And so you know when it comes to what what's your um is it Ashanti? Ashanti tribe. What is your Ashanti name? Because th- th- this is this is the context for those who's listening. She is a world-renowned singer. Yep, that's right. A world-renowned singer. She has traveled all over the globe singing, and they went and were honored to go to Kumasigana, where they were so honored, they gave her an Ashanti name to accept her into the Ashanti tribe. Okay. It's- so you... Tell the story right, sir. I thought Tell I thought I was story, telling the story right. Right. She is a world-renowned we singer. To, I am not a world-renowned <laughs> singer. Okay. Stop the lie. You okay? sang in multiple countries. I did, but that does not mean that I'm world-renowned. It does. That means this person knows you in France. This person knows you in Germany. So you are known around the world. It may not be from like millions of people, but people know you in I these sang different... in a group. These right. people don't know me. Right. And they still gave you 
your own Ashanti name. They gave the whole group Ashanti names. We right. were all adopted into the Ashanti tribe. Okay. And you and were the first. it was in an Ashanti village. It was not exactly in Kumasi, but it was an Ashanti village uh-huh. uh, near it. Yes. That we went to and they did a naming ceremony and gave us all Ashanti names. And your Ashanti name is what? Amatumwa. Amatumwa. This is who we're dealing with right now. So, no. Oh so, Amatumwa doesn't have to pay for Netflix. You know what? <laughs> I'm so, <laughs> so, so, all that to be said, Amatumwa doesn't have to pay for Netflix because she is a world-renowned singer who's been adopted into the Ashanti tribe over in Africa. Yes. No. Exactly. Thank you. Amatumwa does not have to pay for Netflix because her mama pays for Netflix. <laughs> okay. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think my version is better. So that's the, that's the side we're going to go with. But honestly, I think Netflix is in trouble because there's everything. There's HBO. There's Hulu. There is Disney Plus. There's Peacock. There is all these other apps that offers the exact same thing. And honestly, I can't think of the last time. Well, the last big thing that has helped Netflix is the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Um, which, yeah, the documentary that, you know, people are, it's it's a docu-series, a docu-series, excuse me, a docu-series. Yes, you're right. You're right. Because documentary is more factual. Factual. Yes. Non-fictional. With, the uh, docu series, it was a reenactment kind of thing. Okay. Yes, so that is the um, that's that which is that has grown so popular. You know, right now the date of this recording is what October twenty second. Uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer outfits, which is like, what's a Jeffrey Dahmer outfit? Is the number one selling Halloween outfit this year? I've heard that as well. So. Um, yeah, it's the number one selling Halloween outfit. People want to be Jeffrey Dahmer, but that's just uh, our infatuation with. Okay, okay, okay all right, so Mama, come, all on. Right, come, come on, come on, come in, on, come through, come man. on in. Hold, hold, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let me let me zoom this out. Let me zoom this out. All right, come on through. No, you, you don't have to. Okay, but, great. You know, but yeah, so Jeffrey Dahmer is the number one selling Halloween outfit right now in America. So everyone wants to be Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, do you want to speak to that? Yes. A lot of people, some people have problems with it uh-huh. because of who Jeffrey Dahmer was right, and the things that he did. Uh-huh. And so I feel like it's sick. What parent want to put their child on a Jeffrey Dahmer outfit? Well, it's most likely the parents wearing them too these days. Mm. So. Wow. Is. You know, and from what I've seen, it there is a big sensationalist type of movement going on uh, with Jeffrey Dahmer, especially in the younger generation. So you go on TikTok, everyone just talk about how much they loved him. Wow. People are have even gone on with like, oh, they feel sorry for him. They feel bad for him. Uh, you know, how they got so sad when he passed. And it's like, well, he targeted, murdered a whole bunch of black people. But the fact that he got killed is what moves you to tears. And I'm like, you know, but that sounds like it's coming from a twisted mind as well. Well, 
this is a, a twisted society when you think yeah, about it. I agree. So like this I is agree. a very twisted society and it's wow. propped itself up as being this morally superior type thing. Mm. But but we're moving into something a little bit differently. But that that's moving off of the uh the Netflix thing. I say I'm gonna get rid of Netflix really soon. Um and it's gonna be all about the Disney Plus and Bus. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> No, mom is no here. Respect for your elders. I love, I love my elders. Mercy. I love my elders. I'm stepping out. <laughs> mom said she's putting up the Baptist finger. She said, "I'm out." <laughs> All right, so <laughs> second. <laughs> so. Oh man, so so this is the um, you know when we when we talk about um, just the society. That we that we deal in it's just a, a twisted thing. It, it's come. It comes from the the freedom of ideas, which which can be a double edged sword in a lot of things. And we'll get into the, a, a prime example of that with a particular musical genius, as we like to call him. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, this genius is really not looking too genius like as of late. But We'll move right along because I, I want to know your thoughts on, well, how much do you use Texas Pete hot sauce? Um, weekly. I haven't used. Weekly? I haven't used Texas Pete in a minute. What about Red what Hot? What do you use, Frank? Oh, what do you use, Frank? Uh-oh, uh-oh, come on. Oh, I, I've actually been on a lot of, like, Asian spicy. Ah, Yeah. So and uh, I've used uh, sriracha and like spicy uh, chili garlic chili sauce and and stuff like that. All right. So this is why I ask because um, as for me in my house, we shall consume Texas Pete, and (laughs) and that is so Texas Pete now now. My wife, she's from Michigan, so she's one of them northerners. So she has red hot and stuff like that. But we use the Texas Pete as well. But little known fact that Texas Pete is actually made and produced in North Carolina. Right. So uh, this one person, this one man found out that Texas Pete is made in North Carolina. And he was upset. So much so that he said, you know what? I'm going to sue for basically lying you lied you you made a brand called texas p and you make it in north carolina and i just want to get your quick opinions do you think that this lawsuit will pass to where this man will get some sort of settlement because i think he's suing for like millions of dollars say so this is wrong uh this is false advertisement and you are deceiving the people that you're making texas p hot sauce in north carolina by the name of it is texas p how could you do that to us i want to sue you do you think it'll work or not? First of all, uh-huh. maybe Texas Pete decided to move from Texas and actually live in North Carolina. Maybe. And then decided, oh, I want to make hot sauce. Yes. So does that not give him the right to keep his name as Texas Pete? No, because now you should be North Carolina Pete. That's, that's <laughs> this man's logic. By this man's logic, No. I don't care what your story is. You are in North Carolina right now. You should change the name to North Carolina Pete. Not Texas Pete. You're not in Texas. Well, Everything's bigger in Texas. North Carolina is not bigger than Texas. He 
He's just trying to make some money. And well, who I says- don't think he's going to succeed because it does not matter where it's made. Yes. And many of the stuff that uh, we buy around here and then you look in the tag and it says made in China. Made in China. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I thought this was an American brand, but it's not. Okay. It can actually be an, an American, American brand, product. but it's made in. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So come on, y'all. We do this all the time. Like, yes. Just stop it. It's stupid. I think this is the age, the age of clout. People will do anything for clout, mm-hmm. especially with the social media thing. All you have to do is be outraged about something and I'm mm-hmm. going to sue you and I want a settlement on something. I don't even have to win. I'm going to sue you for a hundred million dollars. Well, I'll, I'll settle for two, you know, and that's just basically that. That's basically what I say. I, I, I thought it was funny. It's a waste of time. Um, but Hey, and get your money, money because you, you got to pay them lawyers. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. I, I'll settle for $2 million and you pay for my, my lawyer fees. Mm-hmm. Yep. So get your money, young man. I, I didn't even think to look who this person was. Cause like, I, it doesn't even matter. I don't care, but you know, it, it seems like the thing um, to do. You're outraged about something. Sue, you, you get, you get some money. You get some money. Wow. So yes. So, all right. So look, we're going to move right along. So this is actually, I'm going to address this question to you, Ms. Hartgrove. Um, there's been, and I actually, I actually want to read this article. I actually took this article. So scientists have created, <laughs> I'm not going to read that one. That's, that's for a different one. Um, there is a, a new study from the American Academy of Pediatrics that says kids can now go to school with head lice. And I just wanted your opinion for someone who is over the education and well-being of children. And you've been doing this for 20 plus years. I just want to know, is that something that you will allow in your facility? Or what's your thought about saying, Hey, you know, uh, it's okay. If kids go to school with head lice, just send them on in. Do, do you think that's a wise decision? No, I would not accept them with head lice or the nicks or anything along those lines because they spread from one child to the other. Uh They spread from cover. The children comes in with beach towels and sheets and things like that. And if we know a child have uh, head lice, we do not accept them into the facility and neither their blankets Mm -hmm. or anything else. So, no, that's that's crazy. So currently, what's the policy for that? If if you've discovered there's a child in your 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 child care facility that has head lice what's the current policy for that we separate that child from the other children call the parent to come and pick the child up within the hour within the hour and then everything they have goes with them goes with them right on out the door out the door out the door so and and that's i I just i just wonder why and i tried to look up why and the the reasoning or logic for this is that you know we have so many products that can cure it and get rid of it in a timely fashion and da 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 da. So it's not that serious. That's basically the argument that I found. It's not that serious these days. We have this. If it is something, it's an over-the-counter. You can go to your local pharmacy, right. get something done, and then the next few days you're right back up in there. Exactly. You know, and like I get that, but for the time being, no, sit that kid right on out. Get this kid out of here. That's right. And, and let them go ahead and get rid of it for the next few days. Right. And then they can go back. And they can come right, right. on back. Was, as know. long as they're being treated. As long as they're being treated and they do have things that would treat them and kill them, mm-hmm. 
But I've seen them so bad in children's head. You can see the hair moving and working up. I've seen them really, really bad. Like you say, I've been in child care for 25 years. And so I've seen a lot of different things. And so a lot of parents, if they won't go to a school, they want to bring them to the child care facility. If they won't accept them in school, neither will we accept them in the child care facility. Right. So if they're being treated... And they can go back to school and they can come back to us. But all of their clothes, the change of clothes, extra things, you know, we won't accept them in. And me personally, I won't let them bring anything in, you know, period. That I will make sure that the child have everything that they need, but it will be furnished through the child care. Gotcha. Even clothes, if they solely clothes, we got extra clean clothes that we know that the child will be okay. Yes, because I will take, if I was in this position, um. Yes, everything that is in your possession will be burned, and I will. Okay, I'm, okay I won't go yeah, that far. I will be burnt. Not look. I'll throw it all away. I won't go that far. We but can't yeah, do that. I know. I, you can. No, I'm saying. I'm joking. Even as a parent, I would be like, "You got what? Yeah, yeah." But but some of throw the throw it all away. Let me. I'd be going through the. I mean, scrubbing down everything, and I'd be yeah. taking all everything and being like, yeah. "Okay, you wore this." We just don't throw that away. It just has to go. go But what you have to realize that it's the children in that position, and they didn't ask to be there. A lot of times it's things that's in their environment, in their home, and they didn't ask for that situation. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to always keep the children in mind. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I think I think that's well, fair. You no, know, I don't have no kids. So. But yeah. and then at the same time, you know, y'all have bigger hearts than me. So <clears throat> you, y'all, you. It's about the children. Y'all have my moral compass. So I'll be like, mm, expel. You can't come back ever again. But but pay your pay this last check or whatever. That's I, not what we do. I know. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Everybody. That's not what she does. That's not what she does. And again, she has a much 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 better, cleaner, purer more a sense of morality than I do. Uh, so she so, raised you to have more than what she, you got. She, she, she did. Show. You know what? I don't need you putting my business out the street like that. I don't need I don't, I don't, if I right. don't she will. You're I don't, right, Kate. You right. I don't I don't need you doing look, that to I'm me right a, now. Look, mama's in the building, man. I I know. I I'm gonna have mama's back. Oh of course. You know. Of course. So he, the the dynamic we have is all throughout this thing. She has always had a, a a hard leash on on me, so I may say something, and Katie's always the, always the one that's like, "All right, now get it together, get it." You you know that's not true. She's always wanting to call me out. I think that I think she likes doing that. Honestly, I think she likes it, but it's okay. I do. That's what big sis. Oh, see, is see, here for. see, okay. All right, you're absolutely right. Touche. I rest my argument. All right, so y'all, so y'all check this out. We're gonna play a nice little game that everybody loves. And then knows well, if you follow the Talk My Credo podcast, as mom <laughs> scoots on out the door again, <laughs> we're going to play a game called Doper Doodoo. And in this game, basically, I'm going to provide a topic and you're going to give me your opinion if you think it's dope or if you think it's doo-doo. And the first we have on the list basically is um, Jamaica has been in the spotlight for the last week or so because they said that effective almost immediately, not Exactly, immediately. But to say, you know, all music, videos, TV, movies that glorify crime, drug, and the lower crime-ridden ratchet, if you will, forms of entertainment, we're getting rid of it all. We're abandoning it all. 
and people have their opinions about it. But just from that, Jamaica said anything, you know, your your paid in fools, your scar faces, your, you know, whatever. Don't be a menace. Your any other name, insert drug movie here, insert drug rapper here, insert crime, drill, trill, rap, you know, all that type of stuff here and all other forms of uh, music and entertainment. It's gone. We're not even going to show that anymore. Do you think that move is dope or is it doo-doo? Hmm. <clears throat> as long as they ain't getting rid of dance hall. Uh-huh. <laughs> as long as dance hall is not included. And whining. And dirty whining. not outlawed. <laughs> we good. We good. Mm-hmm. All right. I think, one, I think this is dope. I think this is really dope. Um, for... Two reasons. One, I think it is um, now while it may be a bit um, communist, as people are saying, oh, this is communism. It may be, but I understand the intention is because right now there is such a huge market for black pain and black death, just black death in general. Mm. And there are so many people who are not black that are profiting off of black pain right. and black death. So Jamaica making this move, I think it's an amazing move, regardless of how you may come across, oh, this is communist, oh, what about the freedom of this, freedom of that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, sure. But but understand that we have a standard, and if you don't live up to this standard, then that's how I see it. And that's <clears> why I support it. Yes, you are free to go. Um and the second reason bolsters the first because I I look to who owns because we, we talk about black people in our culture um, all over the world, how influential, how powerful we are, the way we create things and how the world literally latches on to what we do and run with it, monetize it, profit from it. And we just are there with nothing. I look who owns these hip hop labels who makes these movies and they don't look like us. Mm -hmm. I'll just say it like that. It's true. They don't look like us. They have no interest in the advancement of those who look like us because there is a particular structure, even in Jamaica. Um, I approve it because also, you know, in Jamaica, they have one of the biggest industries in skin bleaching, you know, because again, we, believe that if we look like another particular group, the more we look like them, the better we are as far as societal goes, societal practice goes. The more light we are, the more pure we are. And that's also in other parts of the world. But I think it's dope. I think it's dope. Kudos to Jamaica. I support it. I agree with it. Jamaica! And yeah, now I want to go. Now I want to go. So... I wonder, would that be bad when we can't, you know, now because that, you know, signifies a gunshot. So is that, can, can we go over there and be like, boop, boop, boop? Is that part of it? That's fine. I'll give it up. If I can't boop, boop, when I'm in Jamaica, that's fine. I'll give it up because it's for the greater good. Hmm. For the greater For the greater good. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, see, if, if there is episodes on the Talk My Credo podcast that we talked about, this there's my mom, for those who's wondering, my mom's like, she didn't know about the skin bleaching thing. Yeah, there's a huge market uh, for skin bleaching. 
uh, skin bleaches is actually a billion dollar thing. It actually yeah. originates in the Asian country because they have their own philosophy as far as whiter skin versus darker skin. It's more um, based in the whiter your skin is, you know, white, whiter skin means pure, yeah. you know, and darker skin means, you know, poor, lowly, uh, unfavorable. Um, so they have, they also translate. That's why, um, uh, that's why basically some people of the Asian uh, descent, why they have their own biases and prejudices and racism towards black people because your skin color. And that's why they, also aspire to be like Caucasians because their skin is seen as the purest type thing. And that's where that uh, originates from. So, and so it, it kind of coincides with, you know, white racism and prejudice against black skin. where are just like, well, you're just inferior to me, that type of thing. Uh, and that, that uh, business and industry has gone into places like Jamaica where all they do is they invest in skin bleaching products to get lighter skin because they believe the lighter my skin is, the better I will be treated, the better my life will be. You know, and it's a billion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. It's a billion dollar industry. All right. So moving right along to the next topic of Dope Doodle, a mayor of Philadelphia apologizes for 30 years of medical experiments performed on black inmates in prison. It was recently revealed that uh, in this... Um, penitentiary that they were conducting medical experiments on black inmates without their knowledge. And so things hit the fan. And so the mayor was like, you know, I'm sorry, this was wrong. It shouldn't have happened. Blah, 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 blah. You, you know what they I'm do. Sorry. You know, just, just, I'm sorry. Yeah. For the most part, just an apology. You just, this was wrong. I'm sorry. So, and that's basically the story. I wish I had more details, you know, specifics, but that's basically the story. They were doing this. It was exposed. And the mayor was like, Yo, my bad. I'm sorry. So, do you think his apology? And I know I loaded that in a particular way, but that's basically what he said. He just said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about it. So, do, do you think his apology of at least acknowledging, he, here's me throwing a little bit of cake for him. You know, he acknowledged what they did. He acknowledged the wrongdoing and all these different things. And he apologized and vows that we will be and do better by all of our citizens, regardless if they're free or incarcerated. Do you think that is dope? What do you think that is doo-doo? Um, so um, uh, I don't know if that's enough. I don't I don't feel like that's enough. Well, why not? What are what are you what are you what is your plan to make sure that that doesn't continue to happen? Because you could acknowledge it. Because he was caught. And you can mm -hmm. uh my my thing is he probably knew about it beforehand. Uh -huh. It was exposed, and so then because he was, they were caught. Mm -hmm. He felt he had to address it, being who he was, so he addressed it. But I'm gonna need to know that this ain't gonna happen no more. This is not happening anymore. Like, what is your plan to make sure that this does not happen? What are you going to do to come to? Uh, to make this right with those inmates because right. their rights were violated. Yep. What are you going to do to make this right with those inmates that they were experimenting on? And how many of them died through the experiment? 
So this is a, a an article to provide some context. Now this happened uh, from the fifties through through the eighties, right? So it says the city of Philly issued an apology for the unethical medical experiments performed on mostly black inmates at his Holmesburg prison from the fifties through the eighties. Okay. Now. The city allowed University of Pennsylvania researcher Dr. Albert Kligman to conduct detrimental. I'm about to butcher this word, but dermatology, basically biochemical and pharmaceutical experiments that intentionally exposed about 300 inmates to viruses, fungus, asbestos, and chemical agents, including dioxin, a component of Agent Orange. Now, y'all know what Agent Orange was. That's what they oh, were right. used doing through Vietnam. Right. So uh, the vast majority of claiming experiments were performed on black men, many of whom were awaiting trial and trying to save money for bail and many of whom were illiterate. The city said he will go on to pioneer the acne and wrinkle treatment, Retin A, which died in 2010. Many of the former inmates will have lifelong scars and health issues from the experiments. A group of the inmates filed a lawsuit against the university and the Kligman guy in 2000 that was ultimately thrown out because of statute of limitations. Mm. So the Philadelphia mayor said in apology that the experiments exploited a vulnerable population and impact of that medical racism has extended for generations. Without excuse, we formally and officially extend a sincere apology to those who were subject to this inhumane and horrific abuse. We are also sorry it took far too long to hear these words. That, that was it. That's it. So, of course, we know this is doo-doo. And this speaks to a particular part of history that the dominant society, let's just call it for what it is, and I'm, I'm not going to go Black Panther and be all racy, but we, we have to call it for what it is. There is a, an African proverb that I'm always reminded of that says, until the lion learns how to write, the story will always glorify the hunter. So when you talk about America, America always glorifies itself over the vast accomplishments that is made. We just celebrated Christopher Columbus Day, right? And of course we knew what type of person he was and what he did. So it's like, we glorify the hunter. This is what I did. I've slain the lion. But now we're looking at, well, this is what you had to do to get those accomplishments. This is what you had to do. Here is the flip side. You had to kill off an entire race of people who are already here. You know, you didn't discover anything. You just came here. You just got here. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's all right. Yes. Uh, you've done all these great things, but you did this while your, your proverbial and literal foot was on the neck of another race of people that you, while you were fighting for freedom within yourselves, you thought that this other group of people did not deserve the type of freedom you yourself were fighting for. Mm -hmm. You know, our greatest forefathers and founding fathers and so on and so forth, the great men that we have been taught for them to be, they also treated people that looked like me uh, an entirely different way because they didn't consider us human at the time. So what type of freedom, you know, so all that is so on, so on and so forth. All throughout, even when you go through post-slavery and the civil rights movement, they still were doing things. Redlining has devastated the black community for generations, and we're just now starting to pick up and do things for ourselves. And this is just another chapter in this long book, in this very vast and detailed and horrific book of history that you literally omitted from your history books because it does not glorify the hunter. It, it, it shows the truth. It shows the ugliness 
of the hunter. It shows the evilness of the hunter. It shows the hunter in a light you don't want to be seen in. Only in the light. You don't want to have those skeletons exposed in the closet. That's why I think this is doo-doo to think that an apology. That's like saying a few years ago when like George Bush and even now George, uh, you know, Biden is like, yes, slavery happened. Yes, there is racism. Of course we know. We know. Like you don't have to remind us. We know. Like, so you think you're finally acknowledging something that's supposed to do what for us? Right. Like, but what do you think is supposed to happen now? Oh my God. Thank you so much for acknowledging it. Now I can move on with my life. Now my life has always just felt like a weight lifted off of my shoulders. You said that, that these things happened. Oh, you experimented. Of course we know. We know um, how you came up with a lot of these vaccines and pharmaceutical and medical um, discoveries and breakthroughs. Yeah, you experiment on black people to do it. We know that. We already know that. So what's an apology really going to do? Not a, Not a thing. thing. Not one thing. And I'm doing really good because my mom right here, so I'm not cursing. So <laughs> I'm doing really good right now. Thank you. See, I am too. She, my mouth. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So she yeah. has she has her hands up in the background, like thank you, Jesus, and it's okay. It's okay. He's he's it's not the it's the it's because Jesus walked it, in. Uh huh. It's the anointing. That's so what it is. What it is. Hey, it's the anointing. The anointing. All right. So listen, um, I may be by myself for this segment right here, oh, and it's okay. And it's okay. I I will do this. I will do this here. Because um, there is a particular article that I'm going to read you guys. And I just want, you know, the, the opinion to, to let, let me know what you think. Because, <laughs> and again, if I'm by myself, I am completely fine and able to do this by myself. But, but it's, it's funny. Listen to this. Scientists have created many avenues to help trans women have real life experience of being a parent. Recently, Euro News reported that a New Delhi based surgeon is finding ways to transplant a woman's uterus into a transgender woman. In the meantime, a new product has made up for the unknown. According to a now viral video from the Patriot Twins that has garnered over 7,000 views on YouTube. That's really not a lot. That's not viral. Um, but anyway, I would like to have it, so I'm not going to hate. Innovators have developed something called the Butt Baby. The tool is meant to mimic the feeling of childbirth. The prosthetic baby, which comes in the colors of black, white, and brown, is inserted into the rectum and is released the same way. The tool comes in two sizes, nine and 13 inches. KT, if you like to pass this, this is completely okay. But do you think this is dope? Or is it literally doo-doo? It's doo-doo. It's doo-doo? It is doo-doo. Absolute doo-doo? In more ways than one. Oh. doo-doo. Okay. Because no matter what you do, you are not going to really experience <laughs> childbirth. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. You know, I, you know, I, I have said before, and I don't, need to keep repeating myself because uh -huh. people who know me know. Yes. And that's all that matters. So love you guys out there that's listening, but I don't feel the need to explain myself to y'all. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't claim to understand the, uh, being trans because I'm not. So I don't claim to understand. Um, I don't understand why, uh, if you can get a baby without going through childbirth, why are you trying to stick something up your butt just so you can try to have some semblance of what childbirth is like? Um, I'm because it's not even a real baby that's coming out. It's a fake baby. I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get it. I, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I don't get it. Well, th- this is me trying to give them a little bit of, of, of grace because, you know, I, I have two kids. I've been in the uh, delivery room right there with my wife as she delivered our two kids. And their instructions are when you are delivering a baby, it's you are to push as if you're taking a poop. Right. So that that's the motion or the sensation of delivering a baby. It's like you're taking a poop and you are trying to push this turd out. That's just my my uh <laughs> understanding of it. Yeah, I um, know all that. I know, all that. I, I know I and I know you do, but that's just for context purposes for those who's listening who may not know. Um but yeah, that's that's the thing. So if if we insert something up the rectum, you know, you're still doing you're pushing as if you are taking a poop. Look at here. Just cause I mean, okay, so you're gonna feel like you're you're pushing the world's biggest turd out of your ass. I don't <laughs> I don't get I just don't I don't get it. I d I don't get it. I mean I have never experienced childbirth. Uh uh-huh. I don't plan on getting pregnant uh-huh. and experiencing childbirth. You know, I I think that childbirth is a beautiful thing. I think it's I think it's beautiful. I used to want to be a gynecologist, I or obstetrician, whatever. Um, wanted to deliver babies right. briefly. And then I thought about the fact that I'd be looking at vaginas for the rest of my life. And I was like, yeah, that might not be something I really want to do. But um, I think the whole process, the, th- the reason why I said I wanted to do that is because I find the whole process to be such a beautiful thing. Yes. It is amazing what a woman's body goes through to be able to deliver a baby. Right. So... You know, I was fascinated with that. Yes. Even still, even though I can, I do not want to go through that. <laughs> I understand. I don't understand why you would want to have something inserted in your ass <laughs> so you can push it out and feel like you have given birth to a baby. You know what? The only thing I thought about this whole thing, and I, I'm just going to leave it just like this. Y'all full of shit. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> moving right along. I can't. So moving right along. 
we we going to talk about something that um I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be a part two to this. So this topic of the day is uh one that is literally ongoing uh, because he continues to do stupid shit. Let's just call it for what it is. Kanye West. Um, let me start with an apology. I want to apologize because I was wrong. We initially we initially talked about you know we we talked about this the day of in the uh, last episode where he debuted the White Lives Matter shirt and Nasu Naru of the Late Night Flight podcast. Shout out to Nas and myself. We was like, nah, this is just a troll. He's, he's it's a play on words. This is a rollout. It's a marketing thing. He's just trying to you know get eyes on his product, which I still believe. However, um, as the days gone by and the interviews continue to roll in, it shows me that one, he's full of shit. And I, and I believe that maybe he has uh, become a volunteer for this butt baby. And this is what I'm saying. Um, so after debuting this White Lives Matter shirt, this is just a quick rundown of what Kanye has done. He debuted the White Lives Matter shirt immediately after he appears on Tucker Carlson on Fox News, where, you know, he talks about, well, I'm pro-life, um, uh, all these different things. And, and, and he's making himself out to be this, this, this victim that, Oh, people were telling me that I can't speak my mind and I can't voice my support for Trump. And, and it just really made me feel bad. And, and I just wanted to, you know, speak, speak my beliefs and, you know, make me, you know, and I, I was being censored and I believe in free speech and, and, you know, all these conservative talking points. And everything is Candace Owens told me this. Candace Owens showed me that. And I learned all these different things. And, and I, I just think that, uh, you know, I just think that this is how things need to be because, you know, and he said a couple of quote unquote pro black things as well. You know, black, uh, he brought up, you know, the abortion and stuff like that. But these are all talking points that white conservatives love to use. Later on, after that, he appears on Drink Champs with Noriega. And um, he says a, a lot, a lot of pro-black things, just pro-black, this old, you know, but it's still laden with, you know, the Democrats have deceived us, it's the Democrats, it's the liberalism, and, you know, I'm, I'm here to free my people, I'm here to free my black people, because, you know, Candace Owens showed me a clip of this, and Candace Owens taught me that Candace Owens calls this that, and, and um, you know, it's, it's, it's the Jewish people that is over the hip hop community that is da 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 da, and I'm like, okay, as I now listen to, I well, I lied, I couldn't listen to the entire thing. It's about a three hour thing, and he's so scatterbrained, it is really hard to listen to him. But I listened the best that I could, so I could understand what it is he talking about. I listened to his Tucker Carlson interview, so I can understand what it is he's talking about. Then Drink Champs comes along, and now the backlash came. Well, oh, now he's saying anti-Semitic things. Um, now he's saying blacks are the real Jews and stuff like this. So later on in the midst of that backlash, then he appears on Pierce Morgan and on Pierce Morgan, he talks about, you know, well, you know, the right now, the most discriminated person in the world right now is the straight white man. And, uh, everything is geared to 
uh, just discriminate. They cannot speak their minds. And, and, and because they are heterosexual, they're being discriminated against by the LGBTQ community. And, and there's so much disdain and so much, you know, uh, discrimination and racism against a straight white man. There's no other person, no other being that's, that's most discriminated against right now than the white man. And you know, he continues on there. Um, but those are the interviews right now. And then in the midst of that, he's like, well, Kanye West is going to buy the conservative social media platform parlor that uh, his current CEO is the husband of Candace Owens. Um, and all that to be said is I believe Kanye is broke to be honest. I think he's broke. And I think that is literally mentally spiritually i think he's a broken man a broken man and i think the people who are around him right now are using him exploiting him for their own particular needs because right now he sounds literally like a white conservative person he sounds like he is candace owens in training with the things that he's saying Everything that he is saying in over the last week since the last time we talked about this in our last podcast, this was almost two weeks ago. Everything that he has said literally has been said by Candace Owens herself or some other prominent conservative person, especially when it comes to the black community. And he is it, under the guise of I want to be a quote unquote free thinker. And I sit back and I look at it all. It's like, no, the hell you're not. You're not thinking freely. You're thinking like them. And to all this, and I know you, you have some opinions as far as it's just, what do you see is going on with Kanye West? Do you think he's finally breaking free from the matrix as they say he is? Do you think that he's liberating himself from liberal bonds and chains and he's getting off the democratic plantation, as they say, and he's bucking the system, he's going to tear it all down? Or do you think he's just batshit crazy? Batshit crazy. Batshit crazy? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think I think that he need, he definitely needs some help. Uh-huh. Um, and then I also think that a black person that says the things that he says, that Candace Owen says, uh, that, oh, Lord, his name escaped my mind. Clarence Thomas says, uh -huh. All of these black people, it's disturbing to me. It's like there's got to be some kind of, some level of self-hatred uh -huh. uh, to make you coon for these white folk like this. Yep. Um, and as you can see, most of them are actually married to. Uh-huh. White people. Yep. And it really looks like they are puppets. Yep. Like they are, and I forget the word. I can't think of the word right now. Um, but, you know, the the puppet master. Marionette. Mar there you yep. go. That's mm -hmm. what I was trying to, yeah. So it really seems like Massa is pulling the strings. Yep. 
And I just, I really think that, and I don't know who done got the hooks in him, but that don't sound like the Kanye that came out with, uh, what, what was his first album again? College Dropout. College Dropout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that don't sound like. That don't sound like the Kanye that stood in front of a live on television in front of millions of people that was like, Bush don't care about black right. people. Exactly. Now, here is my thing when it comes to this whole thing and why I ultimately think that Kanye West is broken and he is full of shit. Because, you know, again, for me, I find myself always homeless in these particular, in these particular topics, because while I can't agree with some of the things you say, I don't agree with it ultimately because I understand the intention behind the things you say. Mm -hmm. You're not saying things in efforts to quote unquote free. Now this is my, this is my whole stance when it comes to Candace Owens. Word salad is how I describe her because while you may say things that are true, I also know and can de- and discern that you are saying things from a hurtful rhetoric that appeases a particular group of people that aren't black. Mm-hmm. You are literally an employee of a billion-dollar corporation that is set on pushing a particular worldview that is also fighting fighting. Another billion dollar corporation set on pushing their worldview. I always had the problem with why are you touting yourself as this moral superior person and entity and group? This is dealing with quote unquote conservatives to where you say things like get yourself off the democratic plantation as if to bring them over to your number and to your group. But I'm like, why would I free myself from one plantation to go submit myself to another? That's my problem, because you can't tell me to free myself from an entity, a group with which their their ideology is a specific set of beliefs to then tell me to come join your side, which has a specific set of beliefs that. In either case, if I am a liberal Democrat or a conservative Republican, it is clear and you you can argue with me, debate all you want to for you people online who like to argue and debate with me. There are literal rules and in, in a particular full set of, uh, of beliefs and stances that you must agree on to be in this group. And if you disagree with even one of them, you are not one of us. We, as the black community, we do that a lot to each other. And that's honestly how we create the Candace Owensons of the world. The Brandon Tatum, the Clarence Thomases, the Larry Elders, the, you know, all of these people. Um, because all of it points to, oh, black people used to tease you. Oh, black people came for you in some way, shape or form. Black people disowned you in some way, shape or form. So at the very foundation of what you do, this is just you giving the middle finger to the black community. Let's just call it for what it is. And while I also can understand and even agree to a certain extent, because there is a lot of things of black culture that I absolutely hate, don't understand, and wish we would kill it and improve as a community. But for someone who has the intentions of myself versus a Candace Owens is I actually want to see us improve. I actually want to be 
on the side that helps be an example of us to improve. You want to disparage, fuss, wag your finger from a pseudo superior position because that's all the conservatives do. They sit and complain and wag their finger. This is what's going on, but you will not lift the finger to actually help. That's why you always hear things as far as, well, they are, they live in democratic ran cities and they're so, so bad because they're ran by the Democrats. But yeah, I have not seen one campaign of a conservative looking to infiltrate, take over, win over these horrible democratic cities because then it requires you to do work, but you don't want to. Why? Because you don't want black people in your party. Let's just call it for what it is. And there's a reason why black people started out and are naturally more conservative, but we can't be over there because y'all don't want us over there mm -hmm. because bringing black people into your steed as far as in mass will require you to acknowledge a story that you don't want to acknowledge a part of history. You don't want to acknowledge. And it's easier for you to say, you know what? It is all about America. All of these things, just let it go. Just become part of us. Think like us, assimilate into our culture, our way of society. And you will be much better if you just let it all go. But no, that's my history. Unfortunately, I want to let it go, but when I look and realize and, and want to learn where I come from, I got to run into this ugly truth that y'all want to continue to ignore. So here's my thing when it, like, it, it comes to them. They're just as much as enslaved mentally as any Democrat, you know, who believes that, yes, uh, inserting a prosthetic baby up your asshole is supposed is a great idea because it gives you the experience. That is absolutely ridiculous. The same way you want to tell me that, oh, no. Slavery was a choice, according to Kanye. Or you tell me that, well, no, the problem with the black community is only their culture. Their culture is what it is. Black on black crime, their music and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, OK, that makes sense to someone who isn't smart. Anyone with an IQ above room temperature will, will then ask the question, well, how was a culture created? Where does culture come from? Culture comes from literally the environment and the circumstances in which those people are forced to live. So if I'm living in this environment, if I am subjugated because literally there are literal laws and societal practices in place that keeps me where I am. Yes. There's going to be some things that are developed and passed down from generation to generation that then turns into a culture. We do this because of da, 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 da. So it's like, yeah, you're ha you're right but you're half right. And for you to also acknowledge, well, where did this culture come from? How did this culture develop? Then that's going into a part of history. Your side does not want to acknowledge or understand or have empathy for that. You tell me that I should just forget about. So Kanye is up here saying all these things. Some of it I agree with. Some things I really agree with. Absolutely. When you tell me that, you know, we don't own our culture. We don't own our music and stuff. You're absolutely right that there are other people who aren't black, who profit off of black death and black pain. I absolutely agree. But I also understand the intention in which you're saying these things. It's not wholesome. It's not to wake people up. It's not to uh, inform and go to fight and free your people. No, it's just to it's to send a dog whistle 
to white conservatives who continue to want to paint a narrative that black people in mass are dangerous, problematic. You shouldn't want to deal with them. You should keep them in these particular areas because ultimately they are not the kind of American that we want to have them in our ranks unless they go through a rehabilitation, which we know that is brain. And that's what I think Kanye West is going through right now. He's going through a rehabilitation because everything he's saying is literally a white conservative talking point. And that's it. That's, that's basically what I think. And this is an ongoing thing. Every day he's doing and saying something else. And at this point, it's like, when do we give him the, okay, we got it. But, you know, I think the black community is such in a, in, it is in such a fragmented place that we, we don't know how to turn him off. So we're going to keep reporting on this thing. So um, I will ask you this last question, then we'll get up out of here. Because we got a movie to go see. We're going to see Black Adam. We're going to see Black Adam. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, because I love anti-heroes. And <laughs> my wife, my wife was here. She knows. I love bad guys. I, I think bad guys are more talented than good guys when it comes to actors. Um, I think, I think it's easy to be a good guy. But I think to be a really convincing bad guy that just, ooh, I, you, you can play one really good bad guy role and your next 10 movies be good guys, but I still hate you because you played that bad guy role so well. I think that just requires a bit more work, more talent. You got to dig to a place that people may not want to dig to. Um, like Christopher Walken, you know, I he played a lot of good guy roles, honorable roles, but it's those bad guy roles. He just has a particular air about him. When he plays a bad guy, that's my guy right there. Um, Blair Underwood has played a lot of roles, but when he played in that Madea movie, oh, oh, you piece of shit. But I love you. <laughs> but I love you. I love you. Um, and just there's just a bunch of some other actors who are better suited for playing bad guy roles. Um, and I love bad guys. Wallace. Yes. I don't know his name. Uh, yes. The dude who plays Mr. Wallace. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Amazing actor as far as that role as the bad guy. And Black Adam is, is, is an anti-hero. He's not good. He's not necessarily bad. He just has his own. And I identify with anti-heroes more. So every time I see a movie like that and, and she sees me getting excited and, and she's like, mm. she knows she rolls her eyes. I love you, wifey. So this is what I, I will just ask you in this thing. When it comes to Kanye West, and I, I'm sure this isn't the end of the story. There, there's going to be more. Um, do you think that there is any sort of redemption? And what I mean is that, you know, He's going through some things. I think that he's attempted to be converted uh, into a modern conservative. But do you think there is a particular point to where, or do you have faith that the Kanye West that we knew, the Kanye West that we want back, do you think that we'll see him again? I don't know. I honestly, I hope so. But, um, I think that he would need to 
sit down, shut the hell up. Yeah. And really work on himself. Yes. Work on his mental health. Focus on not being in the public eye. Yes. But just really focus on his mental health. Focus on his kids. You know, focus on just being yay at home with the kids, you know, making music, whatever. Just focus on that and stop trying to be on everybody's show. Stop trying to be in everybody's, you know, in trying to be in the public eye so much. I think that if he does that, then we might see the old Kanye again. But if he continues down the road he's on now, I'm really thinking he might just have a real mental break. Like, I I don't think it's going to be And it's sad. I I, I do too. And it's it's sad because, like I said, there are things that he says that, of course, me as a black person want to see my my community succeed. I absolutely agree with as far as, you know, the the issue with abortion, the black-on-black crime and all these things. I agree. You know, um, I, I don't think you can be pro-black and not pro-life as far as black people goes, because that's where most of our deaths come from. And a close second is the homicide, black on black crime. Those things I absolutely agree with. And I want us to live. I want us to flourish. But at the same time, I also understand the way you're presenting it is not to help or encourage or educate the community. It's to dog whistle to the white conservative community. That, oh, yeah, he knows what we're talking about because that's because, you know, those black people are too far gone and there's just nothing you can do from them. And it's better for me to consider you guys problematic and to keep you with arms lift where the only interaction I do with you is sit from a pseudo moral superior position and wag my finger at you. You know, and I think that's what he's doing right now. So I don't know. But all right. Listen, y'all, we got to We got a movie to go see. So listen, listen to us on all streaming platforms. Subscribe, like, comment, all that great stuff. Listen. We may be back. We may do this again before you. I may see if I can squeeze another one out of you. If I can get some other people to sit down and not be so scared. Uh, but shout out to moms. Moms and said in. She didn't gave a, a, a thing, but she was like, all right, I only do so much because you ain't going to have me sitting up in here talking with no, no crazy stuff the way that you do because I know you. You're my son. It's all good, mom. So she gave the church finger a couple of times. But all right, y'all, listen. It's another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. It's your boy Dante's, my girl KT. Till next time, stay fly, stay blessed. Shout out to Nasu Naru. Shout out to Keisha. Shout out to P. Shaw. And even shout out to Big E. Yo, ooh, ooh. I'll see you in a bit. All right, till next time, y'all. Peace.